One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast is called How to Walk Without P-A-I-N. So I'm spelling out the P-A-I-N word because if you hear that word, it triggers in your mind the feeling of P-A-I-N. And then we really kind of attach to that. So it's not to invalidate anyone who is experiencing the feeling of it, but it's more to not give the, the brain the opportunity to kind of run off with the idea that that is happening. And there's a lot more on that. I actually talked about this in a podcast with Yoga Girl about a year ago, and it's a great one to check out on her or from the heart conversations with Yoga Girl. We talked about the PAIN word and how we can get really attached to this idea of it. And so some people walk around with some discomfort, let's say. And it's so fascinating because walking, I was talking about this with my friend, you know, walking is something that you generally learn how to do as a little person, anywhere from 12 months to, you know, 18 months is generally the, the, the time period. And you, we learn how to walk as a toddler and yet no one actually teaches us how to walk. Like we learn from the practice of it, of practicing and then failing and balancing and, and kind of tumbling around and waddling around and figuring it out and then getting faster and faster. And, and there's all these adaptations that different kids have, you know, some walk on their toes more, some kind of um, really walk side to side and have like much more of a lateral sway. But it's not like we get walking 101 in kindergarten. Um, our body, we are, we're bipedal, so we, we're made to, to walk, but there are lots of steps literally in the process of walking. And so as my family and I are walking big mileage, 
across Wales, it um, it inspired the question or this this podcast of how how do how do we walk and walk all day long, which we're made to do, and walk and do it without discomfort, without that P A I N. Because I wonder if we were in a room with a hundred people and I said, "Hey guys, let's all walk," you know, eighteen miles out today on these trails. Would everyone be able to do that without any symptoms, without any of the PAIN? And unfortunately, I think the answer would be there would not be as many people as we would want. Everybody, how is this? If anyone in that hundred people, if any one of them are not walking um, well, then that's a problem. So we really want everyone to have the opportunity to walk without it. So I'm just bringing a few uh, tips up here and this advice. And this might be things you already knew about, but maybe not. First of all, when we're walking, what we're doing is we're essentially moving our pelvis forward and we're keeping the ideal is to keep the shoulders over the pelvis. So that's the first stage. I mean, it feels very stick figure like, but just imagine that when I've talked about in other podcasts, the triple S effect of the, when you go to the wall or or on the floor and you feel the alignment of your sacrum, of your scapula and your skull. And those curves are stacked in a way or lined up in a way that honor all the other natural curves that happen as well. And imagine walking like that, that you're not walking with your head before your shoulders or your tail, your sacrum back or underneath you in any way, but that you're lined up and that you're just walking once one foot and then the other, and then another, and then it, there's weight shifting that happens. So the first thing that I think about in his walking is how are you standing? Are you standing well? Are you standing upright? And are you standing in that alignment where you could go up against a wall or on the floor and feel those natural curves of the back of the skull, the back of your scapula, and the back of your sacrum, which is the thoracic area, the sacral area, and the the skull. The, these are the primary curves in the body. And when you walk, can you hold on to that? So how do we hold on to that when we're walking? We have to have some core engagement. So if you think about walking, all of a sudden you can actually walk better. I mean, it sounds silly, but we just, if you ever watch people walking, it's pretty interesting. They're pretty, a lot of people are just kind of slugging themselves around. And, and there's there's like a disassociation between these parts, the pelvis, the shoulder, and everything, the core in between. So if we instead actually think about the act of walking and holding ourselves upright with this, the cylinder of the core having some tautness to it, some engagement, it will immediately change your walking. You're giving your joints more support. You're giving the center of mass of your body a lot more support. And then therefore, it'll be a lot easier to propel yourself forward. So the first thing is, look at your posture. How are you standing? And then how do you take that into your walking? And then are you doing that with an integrated core? How? What is another thing? You've got to use your glutes. Now, are we using our glutes as we're walking? No, but why don't you practice walking, pushing yourself forward, your pelvis forward with the action of the glutes? So say I was going to step my left foot forward, the right foot is behind, using the right glute to weight shift onto that left foot. 
it will, it will, you'll do it to some degree when you're walking. You'll do it more when you're walking up an incline. So this will be really important when we're doing our hike and say you were going to walk and, and hike, you want, you want to do that without that PAIN. Well, the big, the best way to do that is to use your hips, to use your glutes. Using your glutes will also stimulate the use of your abdominal wall. So really, really important to think about the motion that if you're going forward, the muscles in the back of your body are going to help that. They'll help it to, to project yourself forward to make that happen, but they will also get develop a rhythm so that in the process of walking, you won't have to kind of always be turning on and turning off or thinking about those muscles. But once you get in the um, action of doing it, and then the, that becomes more of a of a habit, you will stay kind of in this readiness in the glutes that will really help you move, and it'll help you adjust when you start going up a hill or when you start going down a hill. So use your glutes, of course. Now let's go on the opposite end, not all the way at the opposite end, but go way up high. What is your neck doing? Where is your head in space? Because if your head, okay, when you're walking, can you please not be looking down at a phone or at some device? Because, or if you even in the habit of doing that and your head is forward, you are going to, your, your body weight is going to be forward and <clears throat> the action of your glutes are going to have less of an impact because you've kind of pitched your whole self forward. So you're already going forward, but the glutes aren't responsible for that. It's more of the imbalance of the posture. The head is in front of the body and, and that pitches you forward. So you actually kind of dial down your glutes and the strength in your core when your head is off center. And it also will not feel great after a while. If you don't want to have that PAIN in your shoulders, in your neck, in your low back, those are kind of the typical areas you might, people feel stuff when they're walking, then you definitely need to get that head back in space. So it's right, the back of the skull is lined up over the back of the sacrum. So that that would be the next thing is look at what your head is doing. What is it? Where is it situated? And then finally, I'm starting, let's just talk about like hiking. We're hiking right now. And so we're carrying backpacks that are heavy and we're hiking up hills. So what are the things that we can, and downhills. So what are the things that we can do as hikers, or if you want to start hiking, that you can do that would, again, eliminate this potential for this discomfort. One is the walking shoes that you're going to have. So while we love to be barefoot as much as possible, realistically, there's going to be some trails that that's not going to work well on. So I am walking in ultras, which are the wide toe box shoes. And they're really awesome because I don't get that scrunch feeling that you often will have and when people have the PAIN in their foot, there's really some legitimacy to that because of the way the boots are made or the shoes are made and they, com- they compress um, your toe box and compress all those bones of the feet together so that you don't have that wonderful, what's called the, when, the, when the bones are moving easily, there is a fluidity and that's articulation. It's like articulating well with your speech. You articulate your bones. So you can't articulate your bones in the same way when they're stuck and in this taut boot or shoe. So try and give your feet some breathing room, especially the toe box. 
So use shoes that have a wider toe box instead of that very narrow one. If, if you're using shoes, now some people, again, will go into the, the barefoot shoes and all that, but some people will not be able to do that for a variety of reasons. Um, and you might need a little bit of that, that support or not support so much as just protection. And then you want the heel to not be super elevated because again, that'll pitch your foot forward and that will change the whole posture in that upright position. So it'll kind of mess around with that first thing we look at, which is what is your posture? So whatever you have on your feet essentially should not affect your posture. It should only support the upright posture that you want to be having. So really good shoes, really good boots are good for that. I don't think you need a ton of like ankle heel stability and all those things that they can build into boots, but that's my personal opinion. So you have to do what's right for you. The other thing we'll be hiking with are hiking poles, which are really lovely. What hiking poles do is they give you a kind of literally an extra set of hands in, in, in an extended way, and they can offset some of the load on your joints. So that's definitely going to take away any of the discomfort or PAIN if you have stuff going on in your knees, especially going up or down the hills. They just add one more source of contact with the ground to kind of spread the dispersed force. It helps you with balance. It helps you get like a rhythm, but it also um, distributes that weight a little bit when you're going up and down the hills, which is really helpful, um, especially for those lower joints of the body, the knee and the ankle. So we'll have poles and we'll definitely be using them. We'll be using a, a great backpack that is fitted for us. So I would really recommend going to a, an outdoor store if you're, if you're hiking and you're going to have a backpack and get that backpack fitted for your body. And it's super simple. You just go to like ETS or something like that and you have them um, fit the backpack to your body so that you have the support where the, the hip strap is right on the pelvis and that it can be nice and tight there and, and then hold that weight of the, the, the um, weight above it, you know, the backpack above it. <clears throat> then you have a chest strap, which is extremely helpful as well to disperse some of the weight from not being all on your shoulders. Because when people do have discomfort in their shoulders when they're walking, especially with weight on it, like a backpack, often it's because they they you can't you haven't distributed the weight well. And the weight needs to be distributed through some target areas like your your sternum and your pelvis. And then tighten the straps enough that every there's an equal distribution. So when you're standing upright, like when we're hiking, we're hiking with anywhere from 20 to 30 pounds especially when we start off at the beginning of the day with water for the whole day. These Camelback water um, containers have a lot of water and that that also adds a lot of weight, but we need that water when we're walking. So stay hydrated. That'd be another way, you know, if you're going on long endurance walks, of course, but we have more weight on our back. And so we have to be aware of that and distribute it well. Mm -hmm. So getting a good backpack, if you are doing hiking is, is really crucial and get it fitted. For all those who are like, I'm never going to go backpacking, Laura, I just want to walk without pain. Oops, I said it without P-A-I-N. Um, then just think about walking in a way with a newness to it, like really paying attention to how you walk. And so in summary, think about your posture. Can you stay upright? Can you think about 
space in your joints. Like literally there is pockets of air in in your joints, in your hips, in your knees, in your ankles. Can you feel that kind of pocket of space so that when you land, there is a buoyancy to it? And that is going to be supported by the core, the cylinder of the core, meaning the torso, all the abdominals and the, the, the muscles of the back, all the muscles around the rib cage, all of that kind of holding together and then using the, the muscles of the hips, the gluteal muscles to help you um, move forward in space, propel forward. Your calf muscles will be part of that as well, but the glutes are, are big, you know, they're such a big player. Literally, they're going to take up, occupy more space. They have just m- much more impact on the thrust of your hips forward. So think about those things and notice when you use your core, the difference in your walking. It's, it's tremendous to see. You can see it and watch somebody, ask a friend to walk for you and then just say, hey, now walk again, but tighten, tighten around your abdominals and around your ribs, not so that it restricts your breathing, but just has a sense of engagement and aliveness. And then watch that person walking and I bet you will be able to detect a change in their walking. So to be able to walk without discomfort, without P-A-I-N, you need to work your core. You need to have your posture in in an upright position. Your neck needs to be in alignment. Your head is not dropped forward. All of those things really matter. Maybe have like a friend who you can be kind of um, accountability partners when you're walking so that when you're walking, your friend can tell you, hey, you know, you look like you're rounded forward, stand up tall. Things that we would have people in our lives do for us out of love. It really helps. We need those reminders because we, most of us probably didn't get walking 101 when we were toddlers. So it's never too late to walk better, walk more efficiently and walk without any discomfort or P-A-I-N. So think about us as we're walking and know that we're walking with joy because it's joyful to be able to do this kind of hike and this kind of wonderful movement in life and in spirit. And I'm always pulling for you and sending you lots of hugs. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.